might help feel good, bring a small, slight smile to the lips. And without losing this embodied mindfulness, you can shift and move the body, if you'd like, out of the meditation position into a little bit more relaxed listening. You're welcome to keep your eyes closed. This talk is called Facing the Dragon. Facing the Dragon, entering the Dharma gates of pain and sorrow and hurt. But first, a quick note by our sponsor, Avoidance. Avoidance doesn't want us to do this talk. The end of avoidance, the edge of the avoidance is, is freedom, is, is a kind of liberation from the suffering we're avoiding. It's quite ironic. The only way to get through it is to go in it. I keep thinking when Luke goes to train with Yoda and he's supposed to go through this dark, scary forest and he goes, what's in there? And Yoda says, only what you bring with you. But he faces himself and his fear and he comes out trained in a sense or at least starting his training. Many of us spend so much time and energy and effort avoiding the very pain that can liberate us. Our own suffering can be the material of our awakening if used right. But more often than not, we turn our back from what's causing us pain, which of course, it follows us. So before we face the dragon, we have to know we're pretty much running from it. We spend so much time, energy, and effort running from the dragon because it's scary. There's dread. Maybe there's shame in turning around and facing what we fear or what has caused us pain, whether it be actual pain, physical pain, emotional, psychic, psychological, spiritual, relational. These are called Dharma gates. The things you're hiding from, running from, avoiding are actually Dharma gates to awakening. But every time you turn your back because you're afraid or it's too daunting or we're alone and we don't have the right support, we miss the opportunity to see what's beyond the Dharma gate. So we never quite get to the edge of the scary forest because we're not even willing to go through it, but yet we still carry all the pain with us. We're carrying the dragon with us everywhere we go anyway. So stopping and turning to face it and through its own gaping jaws is the mystery of the universe right behind it. It's a Dharma gate that opens to something you might never have known existed, which is your own awakening, inner peace, inner joy. 
So I was working over Christmas at Esalen, and one of my participants, her daughter, 30-year-old daughter, had died a month before she came. And her daughter, as she was dying, actually scheduled the trip to Esalen for her mother and wrote her cards for her to open on Christmas. The mother did not want to face this. Um, didn't want to face her grief, the deep, deep grief of losing her daughter. And throughout the week, we were discussing joy, what, this deep, resonant field of joy that when you finally do your work, joy comes with you. And she pulled me aside and she said, I can't believe I'll ever feel joy again. Because she expects to grieve forever and she expects there to be no joy in grief. And what I suggested gently and calmly was that I wondered if she could find joy tending her own grief. We were teaching how to put hands on heart and belly like we do so often here to tend our pain. And so I invited her to do the same and wondered aloud with her, what would it be like this week to just simply tend your own grief? You be the one tending to your grief. And my guess, having done this work and doing it myself, is there is joy that accompanies the tending of our pain. It's not a elated joy of bliss. It's a deep sense of well-being and ease that is joyful for us being the ones that tend to ourselves. So here, deep, deep resonant grief becomes a Dharma gate to joy. Not in spite of it, but because of tending to the grief. Because she went through grief, she was able, within a very short time, to relax into grief and find a sense of ease. This is looking the dragon in the mouth. All of us have pain, and we all suffer. Most of us are not quite willing to do the work yet to go through the Dharma gate because it is so difficult to sit and look at your pain. I understand that. And yet our duty as Dharma students is actually to sit with it, whether we need guidance or our Sangha to do it with us, but ultimately it is us that need to be with the pain, to go through it, to see it clearly, what happens when we don't? Let's say we've been hurt by somebody in relationships or we've had chronic abusive relationships and we end up avoiding that kind of internal pain that comes with ruptured relationships and we end up either blaming and becoming victims chronically, which then leads to anger, contention, where we disparage people, we gossip, we vent about people. That is one result of unresolved healing of pain that has not been looked at. Other results is a sense of withdrawal, isolation, desolation, despair, going deep into holes that we don't want to come out of. The irony is looking closely with love, compassion, kindness, loving kindness at the source of our pain itself brings us peace. We are the ones we've been waiting for to do this work. So I'm asking us to consider not avoiding that which we've been avoiding, 
turn toward the dragon. And that doesn't mean you turn toward the person that hurts you. It's what is inside that is hurting. Is it a sense of betrayal? Is it a sense of, of distrust? You can't trust men again. I can never trust men again after what had happened to me. Well, that kind of narrative then creates distrust between you and everybody you meet. And now there's a force field that's negative between you and every man you're meeting. This is one of my patients who's doing her work to look straight on and go, I was hurt and I feel distrusting. Now we can look at what that feels like. Rather than the blame and the anger outward, which can have some benefit from time to time, but it really keeps us in that cycle of really rejecting doing the work on the inside, which is looking at ourselves closely and carefully, seeing what pain we're facing, using compassion, loving kindness, forgiveness, so that when we face the dragon, in its gaping jaws is the gate to the mystery of the universe, which ends up being peace and love. This is daunting work for our nervous systems. Our nervous systems get so freaked out when we start turning toward what causes us pain. Our brains send signals of danger. Our nervous systems get agitated. They go into fight, flight, freeze mode. Everything in us is screaming to turn away from the dragon. And yet, with dedication to our well-being and our healing, consistency and discipline, we turn ourselves to the dragon with our sangha, with our community, with our friends, with our therapists, with our healers and guides, and we say, I'm ready to look at the dragon, and I'm ready to go through this Dharma gate of fear. I do this, I have PTSD, I have tons of anxiety, I'm full of fear, it's passed down from Holocaust surviving family members, everything is dangerous, my nervous system's always on guard. When I become paranoid and I'm looking at a situation and my, I get really afraid, I practice deep compassion for myself, I often hear myself going, I'm so afraid, and I go, I know my love, I know this is tough, I'm here with you. And I know I calm down. And then I start looking at, so if I do this thing, what's going to happen? And my mind goes, you're going to lose everything. Everything's going to be lost. And I go, I know it might. We're actually going to die too. And it calms down again because truth is calming. And then my fear and I get to have a conversation about letting go, about impermanence. Okay, if that were to happen, I can survive that. I can live through that. I can live through that loss. I can live through that loss. And here I am consoling and working with my own fear until we both reach surrender. And it's a true place of surrender. Where peace is found. So going into the fear itself was a Dharma gate for surrender and true peace. This is not conceptual. This is what practice gives us. True, genuine peace. My fear is still there, but it is quiet and calm because I am quiet and calm around it. And I've reached surrender, letting go, and with it came peace. And that is how you can use fear to find peace.
That's how you can use grief to find joy. This is doable for all of us. Every one of us in this room can do this. It takes discipline, dedication, consistency, guides, community. And that's what we're doing here together. That's why we take those big sighs at the beginning of our meditation because it's like we're here. We found it. We found this place we need to do our work. So... kind of heavy I think it might be heavy that might have been a heavy talk <laughs> it's true though isn't it it's true it's alright we can do heavy I want to give you each some time just to connect with each other what are your Dharma gates you're ready to go through which ones are you not wanting to go through we're not here to say you should go through that one right now let's do it right here in this conversation this is a chance just to go here's the little bit of my Dharma gate here's one I'm seeing and I don't quite want to go through it yet And here's the one I'm ready to go through. One each. Which one are you ready to go through? Which one are you kind of still like, I'm going to stay at the outside of that one. Okay? And I'll ring you back into the big group. Uh Uh-oh.